Welcome to the track, I'm Steve Clark. Later we'll be looking at the true story behind a favourite children's book and film, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, an experience in the sounds of an auto solo driving test organised by the Farnham and District Motor Club. MG have a long history at Brooklands with many of their cars racing at the track. Great names such as George Easton and Reg Parnell all drove MGs at Brooklands. MG's famous Safety Fast logo was featured above the racing garages in the paddock for many years. That logo has been adopted by the MG Car Club, which is celebrating its 90th anniversary. The club is now based at the gates of the old MG Abingdon factory. The local MG Car Club, based at the Fairmile Hotel, held their own socially distanced gathering at the museum. Tim Morris took his own MG to the members' banking and caught up with some of the club members there. Okay, we're in the Brooklands paddock here with Ian Isles. He's the organiser of the Fair Mile Natter for the MG Car Club. And we're going to ask him uh, why the uh, Fair Mile Natter is down here today. Yeah, we're down here today at Brooklands to celebrate the 90th birthday of the formation of the MG Car Club. So we come down with a few of our cars just to uh, say thank you for 90 years of fun and games with our cars. We've got about 13 cars here this morning and uh, they range from 1934 to 2003. So that's uh, how long MG's been going. And for those of you who are not so familiar with MG's, MG stands for Morris Garages. It was founded by a chap called Cecil Kimber uh, in the mid-1920s. And he hit upon the idea that uh, they were building all these cars at the Morris factory people like to go out and soup them up and uh, race them at weekends so he thought well, why don't I soup them up for them and sell them the car so he persuaded Lord Nuffield to uh, set up a little factory and soup up some of the uh, the uh, stock cars and uh, that's how MG started and uh, we've been going ever since and uh, have you bought an MG down yourself today um, I have Tim uh, as coincidence would have it I brought my TD my MG TD built in 1953 and I bought it 22 years ago to the day, the 11th of October, and it's taken me 22 years to rebuild it, and it's here at last on the road. So I'm very pleased to see it from uh, inside it rather than underneath it. So uh, it's a great day out for me. Have you been uh, driving around on the finishing straight today? Uh, No, I had to do the commentary, because I'm the only one who knows anything about the car, so I'm hopefully going to have a go a little bit later on, because that would be a real uh, treat to... uh, give it a run on the Brooklyn's racetrack after all those years of uh, putting it back together again. Okay, we're caught up with uh, Chris Bound here and uh, I believe you've brought a car, car down this morning, Chris? Yes, I've, I've brought my um, BGT um, which is uh, undergoing um, and, and partway through a V8 conversion. Uh, it's quite a popular thing to do with the um, MGBs. Um, the Rover V8 uh, engine fits perfectly inside them and um, in the, in the uh, 1970s uh, MG did actually produce some MGBs with with the Rover th- three and a half litre engine. I've, I've been working on the suspension and the brakes so far, um, upgraded the brakes so that it will stop um, and then my project for the winter is going to be to um, to take the uh, original engine out and, and fit the, uh, uh, the 3.9 litre uh, V8, which I've I've got waiting in the, in my garage, ready to go into it. Okay, that's the sound of an MGTF starting up. Fifteen hundred. 
an MGTF 1500 I've been corrected and uh, I've got a driver sitting in the car here and I take it it is your car sir? It is yes Steve Arthur hi Tim. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your car? Well it's one of the last TFs uh, being the 1500 so it's, uh, it's a late 1954 model uh, I've had it for five years uh, and uh, thoroughly enjoy driving it particularly to Brooklands. Fantastic and do you come to Brooklands often? Yeah very very often uh, far too often according to my wife <laughs> okay we're now up on the uh, members banking and we've got a nice array of MGs here all sorts of ages a lot of T-types some MGBs a couple of MGFs as well here so we're moving over to the owner of a rather nice MGB Roadster uh, I believe this is a limited edition it is my name's Peter Cobb and I'm a member of the MG Car Club. Uh, tell us a little bit about your car. Yeah, I picked it up um, a couple of years ago. Um, it was in a, a reasonable sort of state of repair, but I've added to it, as we all do, and um, just generally give it an uplift. Uh, it's an LE version, a limited edition 1980. It's actually its birthday uh this month on the 3rd of October so it's 40 years old and um, so and it's number 245 of 420 made back in 1980 which was to commemorate the last of build coming out of Abingdon great I actually have uh, the matching pair to this one this is the Roadster version the soft top uh, my version's the MGB GT which is the hardtop version 580 of those made as opposed to the 420 of these ones Well, that was an unusual version of a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, it was performed by Dick Van Dyke with The Fantastics, an album in 2008 called Put On A Happy Face. 
course Dick Van Dyke uh, well known for his roles in movies and on the TV and he played the character of Caractacus Potts in the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in 1968 of course there is a connection to Brooklyn's and you can see that in the film uh, where the car is racing around a banked track and crashes uh, before it's found by Caractacus Potts and rebuilt into the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that we know and love today. A young Ian Fleming who wrote the book originally uh, was actually a visitor to Brooklands and he had seen some of these enormous motor cars racing around the track at high speed uh, making some devilish noises and one of the most famous cars was actually called Chitty Bang Bang and that car belonged to Count Louis Zabrowski who built uh, a small series of these massive engined racing cars at his Hyam estate in Kent. Count Zabrowski was actually the son of another racing driver who was uh, killed sadly in a very early motor race on the continent in 1903. However this did mean that he became an extremely wealthy man and he loved his racing cars and he loved miniature railways as well. He actually built uh, four Chitty Bang Bangs. Now the origin of the name has two different stories. Uh, one is because of the massive backfires that the car's crude looking exhaust would make when uh, racing. In fact the exhaust system on the car did look very rough but was actually quite advanced for its time and deliberately made to look that way to try and fool the race handicappers at Brooklands. The second uh, option for the name is uh, a little bit more risque. It was um, after a popular song in the First World War, which we probably won't go into the meaning of that uh, too deeply. Zabrowski's Chitty One was a very successful car. Uh, it had a 23-litre Maybach engine, chain-driven, and you can see several photos of it in the Brooklands paddock. On its first race in 1921, it won two races on the day and came second in the third, recording a maximum speed of 100.75 miles an hour. The car did go even faster than that over the next uh, couple of years, clocking up at 120 miles an hour along the railway straight in uh, 1922. Unfortunately in the September meeting of that year it crashed badly and uh, the car span out underneath the members bridge and uh, was damaged and injured saw an official who was in one of the timing huts. After that uh, the car didn't race with Zabrowski again and he concentrated on building Chitty 2. Chitty 2 was a slightly smaller car with a just an 18.8 litre Benz Aero engine fitted. It only ran one race at Brooklands in 1922 but uh, did perform exceptionally well when it was being driven across the Sahara Desert. Chitty 3 was another Mercedes-Benz uh, based car with a Mercedes Aero engine in it uh, also known as the white Mercedes but it uh, didn't race at Brooklands and Zabrowski used it mainly as his own personal transport even driving it as far as Stuttgart when he joined the Mercedes racing team. The final Chitty Bang Bang, uh, also known as the Hyam Special, 
was built from many second-hand parts from old Mercedes-Benz cars, but was fitted with a a huge 27-litre Liberty engine from America. This car was still under development when Zabrowski died in 1924, having suffered an accident at the uh, Monza Grand Prix. The car was sold after his death to Parry Thomas, who was a resident at Brooklands, and he rebuilt the car into the Worldland Speed record holder that we know today, called Babs. Prior to uh, Zabrowski's death in Monza, there had been family pressure on him to to give up racing, as they realised it was a dangerous business. Um, he also had an interest in miniature railways and had built a mile-long track on his estate in Higham. And he also became friendly with Captain Howie, uh, another Brooklands racing driver, uh, also had an interest in miniature railways. So they, they actually teamed up together, arranged to have uh, two locomotives built with the idea of running a miniature railway track in the UK. Now that actually ended up as the Romney, Hythe and Dimchurch Railway. Of course, uh, Zabrowski never saw the railway come to fruition, um, but Captain Howie, he was persuaded by his friends and other Brooklyn's drivers, in fact, including Kenham Lee Guinness, to continue with his dream railway project. Uh, his wife also put some more pressure on him to stop racing and concentrate on the railway instead. And that was probably a very wise decision. And today, of course, we can still see the, the fruits of Howie Azabrowski's experiment with the miniature railway. Uh, when we go down to Kent and we can climb onto the railway for the trip along the coast from Hythe to Dungeness. And of course, it's a very unusual connection with Brooklands. The Veteran Car Club has held regular driving tests at Brooklands in the past, but this time an auto solar event has been held. The event was organised by the Farnborough and District Motor Club. Tim Morris was behind the barriers to find out more. OK, we're uh, we're up at the top of the finishing straight now, and I think we've found the man in charge, and you are? I'm Simon May, and I'm chairman of the Farnborough District Motor Club. OK, Simon, and can you tell us what's actually going on here today? Uh, Today we're running an auto solo with around 50 competitors, so it's a timed event on a given course. Will change four times during the day. They get three runs of each course and they have to marshal in between their competitive runs as well. And have you done these sort of things at Brooklands before? Uh, this is the first one that Farnborough District Motor Club have run at Brooklands, um, but I believe another motor club ran one earlier this year and later part of last year. So, uh, first time we've, we've run an event here. And what do you think about doing it on the, the ancient track? A very big privilege to be able to come and compete at Brooklands and run the event on Brooklands Finishing Straight. A very, very big privilege, really. And do you compete yourself? Uh, yes, I'm competing today um, in a Mark II Escort. Um, got a little bit of alternator trouble at the moment, but we'll, we'll hopefully get through the day. But uh, yes, I do do these myself, yes. Yeah, we did see Simon running about a little earlier uh, with a set of jump leads, desperately trying to get the car to start. Um, I think I did see you going round earlier with uh, quite a few uh, slides and things going on. 
Yeah, that'd be right. It's uh, Mark Tresco. So uh, the passenger windows are, are there to look out when you're driving forward. So yes, it will be sideways. <laughs> Uh, your car, I take it. No, well, yeah, or yours, your he's son. The driver. Yeah. I'm mechanic. You're the mechanic. That's Brilliant. Excellent. Can I ask what your name is? I'm Craig. I'm Elliot Darnell. Okay, so how old are you? I'm 16. And you're actually allowed to do um, these auto solos at that age? Uh, yeah, I think you can start at is it 15 or 14. 14. You start 14. at 14. Yeah, there's no license revolved, but it's just as long as they've got a passenger who's got a driving license and they can come and have some fun for the day it's a good way to learn to drive a car i guess a cheap way as well considering lots of other things i mean it's 15 pounds for the day entry so it's a real cheap way of having a good day out yeah so uh, what's your problem with this one at the moment the exhaust the bumpiness of the trap the exhaust came off the hanger that's all so i just put the exhaust back on it just hooked off one of the rubber hangers so apart from that it's all good to go yeah we've got a lot of autumn leaves out on the track this morning um, and the rain of course hasn't helped that either I've seen quite a few cars uh, doing a lot of, uh, uh, shall we say, correction in their driving this morning. Were you having those sort of problems? Uh, a little bit of too much throttle, the wheels just spin, just let off a bit and let it get back together. But uh, it's, it's what it is, it's just got to put up with the conditions. And what do you think of Brooklands as a venue? Um, it's, a, it's a really nice place, there's lots of history behind it. Uh, yeah, it's nice. The track, of course, <laughs> a little bit rough, showing its age a bit. But, yeah, as a place to be, it's, it's lovely. I think it's been a little bit rough since 1907, actually. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> OK, we're on the, uh, the banking at the top of the finishing straight. The cars are about to go out by the look of it. And I've got an enormously long line of Mazda MX-5s seems to be a popular car. Can I have a quick word with a couple of the drivers before they head out? Hello there, what's your name? I'm Adam. But it's a very popular car for doing it because it's obviously very capable. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I've done all my work to it myself, so... I think you might be heading out. The first car's gone now. Right, well, good luck. Thank you. So I think they're running two cars at a time on the track by the look of it. So we're going to get another driver shortly here is a lovely yellow mx5 hello there what's your name sir hi there rob merricks have you done a lot of auto testing in this it's uh, it's not actually my car it's my father's um this is my first auto auto solo he's double driving it so we're directly competing against each other <laughs> so your first experience of an auto solo today in this car i've done them before in uh, in my car a little old mini but uh, yeah good fun a splendid old car. Hi there, sir. What's your name and what's your Robert. car? Robert, this is a Fraser Nash, 1929 Fraser Nash. And the queue is moving very quickly. I'm going to try and keep up with you. And obviously, you've uh, done a lot of auto testing in this. I've done quite a bit, yeah, over the years, yeah. But generally, with other vintage cars, this is a rarity to do a, a everything auto test, but it's great. Love it. Fantastic. I'm going to have a quick word with a chap in a mini. We haven't got long. Hello, sir. Hello. Paul Prescott. And your car, obviously? Yeah, my car. I've had it since um, 1999, this one. And a lot of auto testing in this? A lot of solos, mainly. Yeah, and a few a few trials, climbing up muddy hills as well. Ah, uh, good fun, though. Yeah, yeah, all good fun. Fantastic. Good luck this morning. Thank you. So, um, I can see it's a Volvo. Can you tell us a bit more about yes, the car? I certainly can. It's a 1960 Volvo PV544. I believe the 4.4 model, which was the 1400cc 
three-speed gearbox version, had a split screen. Uh, it was very underpowered, but of course in Sweden it was fine, uh, because it's much flatter. So they then brought out, I uh, believe, around the 1960 mark, which is this era, uh, the straight screen, and a 1600cc and an 1800cc engine, which this has, with twin carburetors. So this is like the GTI version, if you like to call it that. Uh, it's great to drive. Uh, it's got quite light steering for its size. Um, it's got very narrow tyres, drum brakes, so you have to brake quite a bit earlier than you would do normally with a, a disc brake car, but it's great fun to drive. And we do quite a lot of car tours and that sort of thing with my wife, and uh, we rally it in France, uh, in Belgium, and in Holland it's been. And next year we hope to go down to Grenoble and finish near Monte Carlo, uh, on another French rally, so uh, it has quite a hard life, really. Absolutely, and it's good fun today down and down at Brooklands. Oh, it's been great. I mean, the sun's come out now. We're having driven up in absolutely appalling rain. Uh, it should dry out and uh, shouldn't be so slippery. So uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to keep going right. Okay, there's a long line of cars here. Now we've got. Uh, all sorts of different ones now. We've got a Austin Healy Sprite by the look of it. Hi there, sir. Can I ask your name? Hi, it's uh, Keith. Uh, Keith Pettit. Hi, Keith. And um, this looks like a, a well, a well-worn car, shall I say? Indeed. Yeah, I've been campaigning in it for quite a few decades. Yeah. So '83, uh, I, I uh, first uh, got it and started doing stuff in it. <laughs> Okay, I think we found Steve Castle. He's the head of track and air at Brooklands. Uh, hi, Steve. And can you tell us what's going on today? Yes, Farnborough District Motor Club are organising and running an auto solo. And what is an auto solo? An auto solo in an entry-level form of motorsport, which gives the guys and girls the opportunity to drive on the course we've got laid out here. We've got four different courses during the course of the day. They get a chance to drive each one three times with the best two times to count. Each course is laid out slightly differently. This afternoon the courses will be running the opposite way round to the way they are at the moment. Uh, it's an all forwards motorsport, non-stop, assuming everybody gets the course right, against the clock, in classes. Fabulous. I see you're wearing a COVID-19 officer vest today, so how do we manage to deal with the coronavirus regulations? Careful planning, uh, risk assessments which are in place both from the museum point of view and also for the Motorsport UK point of view. We know what we're doing, we're looking at making sure, yeah, my job is to make sure that we are sticking to the the current legislation and the guidelines that we have from Motorsport UK. So we've got that going on and just keeping people away from each other that aren't in their own bubble. Uh, the great thing again with the sport is that the drivers have three different jobs to do during the day effectively. Driving, resting and marshalling. And then we just swap them round as the day goes on so that everybody knows what they're doing which is, is great for the event because it means you don't need the same kind of organising your te team you would for a bigger event because the, the drivers do it themselves. Okay, we're here with a, a grey Mini. Let's have a quick word with you before you close the door. You're about to go out, I know. 
Hi, yeah. And your name is? Davina. Hello. Hi there. Nice to meet you. um, Obviously, you're about to go out. I am indeed, yes. Yeah, you've done a few of these before? Nope. Completely first time. Not driven a manual car for five years. So, um, yeah, this has been an interesting day today. (laughs) Steep learning learning curve, yeah, would be definitely the best way to describe it. (laughs) I'm usually used to driving automatics, but actually it's fun, yeah. A bit of an adrenaline rush. So, what do you think then for a first time? Enjoying it? Yes, yeah, very much. I mean, I'm not looking at timings or anything like that because I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm just getting around the course without knocking over too many cones and stalling it. <laughs> and uh, you're enjoying being at Brooklyn's. It's a yeah. diff- different sort of venue. Absolutely, first time here. I've never been here before and things. So, um, it, it's, it's. I don't don't know much about history, but I'm going hoping to go around the museum later on and learn a bit more about it. Which is good. Well, you're actually parked on the members' banking here. And if you go back to the 1930s, you'd have had cars doing 140, 150 miles an hour around this banking. I don't think you'd be getting up to those sort of speeds. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Anyway. Brooklyn's News. Brooklyn's Museum is excited to announce the new addition to their Grand Prix Story Exhibition featuring the Mercedes-Benz EQ Formula E car. From this November, a full-size replica of the Mercedes-Benz EQ Silver Arrow car will be showcased alongside the historic racing cars in Brooklyn's Museum Grand Prix Exhibition, where it all began, demonstrating the evolution of motorsport here in the UK. Plus, next month marks the 80th anniversary of the museum's Arthur Robert Wellington ditching in Loch Ness. When the next edition of the track is broadcast, we'll be presenting a special feature in that show. The museum is due to close over Christmas, so please check the website for details of opening days and times. The museum remains closed for the time being, but keep an eye on brooklandsmuseum.com for news of reopening. Don't forget you can watch all BMTV videos on Vimeo and YouTube, and you can also see the BMTV film of the auto solo driving trials. Thanks for listening.